You are listening to Level Up with Yash, powered by Mystery Projects. Hello and welcome to another edition of Level Up with Mystery Projects. I am your host, Yash Mystery. Now, we all, we've all heard the saying, beauty is only skin deep. But is that really fully true? And even if it is true, is that an excuse to walk around slovenly? Uh, we all know that your inner confidence has a remarkable impact on, on your physical appearance. But that is also a two-way street. Taking care of yourself externally can also have a huge impact on your, your self-confidence, your productivity, and maybe even your mental health. To talk about how taking care of your, your aesthetics can help you up-level your life and your work, we have medical aesthetician and makeup artist Tracy Allen with us today. Thanks for joining us, Tracy. Thanks for having me. Is that is that my, my correct, correct pronunciation, aesthetician? Is that how you say it? Yes, aesthetician. Perfect. Uh, I've, I've read it a uh, hundred times on, on people's titles, but I've never actually heard anybody say it. So, um, <laughs> cool. So before we jump into, into all things technical, just want to go back a little bit to your story, kind of, um, how you got started in this, in this industry, what's your background, how did you end up where you are today? Yeah. So I, um, I am the youngest of, um, four girls. So I have three older sisters. Um, so I definitely was a, a guinea pig at a young age for anything, um, beauty related. And it, it was always kind of an interest of mine. I think I got my first makeup kit when I was like in fifth grade, mm-hmm. um, and would like come home from school and run in my room and lock myself in there and like practice makeup. Um, so <laughs> before I was allowed to wear makeup, um, but it's something that I always really loved, um, but never really saw as kind of an, an option, I guess, as I got older. Um, and really the, when I was graduating high school, the only thing that I knew to get into the industry was, um, cosmetology mm-hmm. and I have no interest in hair. The biggest difference between cosmetology and esthetology is, um, estheticians are, are solely skin waxing makeup, um, things in that kind of field. And then cosmetology, you can do everything that estheticians do. Um, but most people go towards more hair or makeup. Mm -hmm. Um, so I really had no interest in doing hair. I, I'm, I have half of my head shaved, so clearly I'm, I'm not too good with hair, but, um, yeah, so it just didn't really, it wasn't something that I wanted to pursue. Um, so I went to a four-year school. I got my degree in um, psychology. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always really loved helping people. And, um, you know, that was definitely the direction that I thought I wanted to go until uh, probably my the last year of college when I realized I, I had no interest in going back to school for my master's or my PhD. <laughs> um, so I... I kind of did like the after college shuffle of taking, you know, food and bev um, jobs. I was a host at a lot of fine dining restaurants. Um, and then I worked in a boutique for a little while. And um, really, there was no there was there was no direction for me. I, I really didn't see any future in anything that I was doing. It wasn't my passion. Um and I went through right before I, I turned 25, I hit what I like to call the, the quarter life crisis, which <laughs> everybody goes through right around their 25th birthday, yep. um, which is like, I have to make a decision on what I want to do with my life. Um, 
And I really, you know, I was trying to get into nine to fives and like nothing was working. And every door it felt like was just being shut in my face. Um, and of course it was super discouraging. Mm -hmm. And, um, but kind of simultaneously, my sister and I were going through a skin journey, a, a Pinterest skin journey, which I don't recommend. Um, and both of us started having, um, really struggling with acne for the first time in both of our lives. And, um, so my sister, yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, mine actually started more around 22, but it got really bad once I started listening to everyone and their mother on, on Pinterest. Um, and, um, so my sister just kind of had like a breakdown one day and, um, Googled, uh, cystic acne in the, in Durham, which was where she was living at the time and found an esthetician who, um, specialized in cystic acne. So she went to see her and they just had this amazing connection. And basically the esthetician had a very similar background journey, um, that I had and a very similar personality. And she called me as soon as she left and she was like, you need to look into this. You would be perfect at this. I feel like you would love it. And, um, so I got off the phone and Googled it and, um, found a school. I toured probably, I got a, a date to tour the next week. Um, and it was just like an instant connection. Like I just, in my gut, I was like, this is where, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to do. And that was really kind of like what I was looking for. Um, so I enrolled, I started, that was probably in June, um, of 2016, um, and then I started in, um, September of 2016. Um, so I, I was working full time, going to school full time. Um, so it was definitely like a high pressure time in my life, but I, I kind of still loved every minute, even though I, I feel like I kind of don't remember it at all. <laughs> like I, I was moving through, it just was so overwhelming to me. I was probably on average working and going to school about 14 days in a row before taking a day off. Um, but it was something I really, really wanted. Um, and it, it was just worth it. And, um, it's probably one of my like most proud accomplishments. Um, and then started at a salon and spa once I graduated, um, worked there for two years. Um, about halfway through, I also started educating for um, their, the skincare line. So I would go to other salons and spas and um, educate other estheticians and salon owners, managers, um, and uh, cosmetologists about our, the skincare line that they were all carrying and how to use it and ingredients and all that. Um, and then really decided that I wanted to move more into the medical field. Mm -hmm. um, so it was about beginning of March was my one year anniversary um, at working at a medical spa. So now I do um, more medical grade services. So we do laser hair removal, chemical peels, um, microneedling, uh, and then of course also facials and dermal planing, things like that. A lot of Instagram stuff. Right. I like to say <laughs> stuff that you see on the gram. <laughs> and that's where I actually found you, right? So like, I, I, I don't really follow you on any of the platforms. I'm not sure what your other presence looks like, but your Instagram is definitely mm -hmm. on brand. I mean, I, I don't want to discount the fact that you, you, you talk about what you do definitely, but I also feel like it's, it's more it's more than just uh, what you do on your Instagram. It's like it's super empowering. It's inspiring, and and you make sure that you, that you interact with people. I see that a lot, and then and I feel like it's it's not just about it, the the external looks. It's also about you know how you feel internally, right? So is that on purpose? Is that intentional? How did you did you actually 
sit down and put time in and kind of creating that narrative or is it is it just just the way you are um you know it's funny i really didn't think about it until um until you said something to me about it <laughs> um so it it isn't it is mm, how do i want to say this it is intentional in the sense of it's intentional in who i am mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't say it's intentional in, in my Instagram, mm -hmm. um, which is funny. So I, I didn't necessarily sit down and say like, I, I want this to be like my brand or I want this to come across through my Instagram. Um, but it definitely isn't, it's an intentional part of me as a person, me as an esthetician. Cool. Um, so yeah, let's, let's jump into the, the, the details a little bit of, 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 of your, how your appearance actually impacts your life, right? So do you think, first of all, do you think there is um, an effect on, on the way you look on your life and your career? Yes. Um, I would say, you know, I think a lot of us, so for me, it's, it's about confidence. That's how I, that's how I see my job. Um, I don't really see it as you know, changing someone's appearance. Um, it's more so making them feel their best. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. so if there's kind of the way that I see anything is if there's something that you are, you look in the mirror and you think about every single time you see yourself and that is the only narrative that's running through your head and you have the power to change it, then you can, you know? And, um, I, I think that, um, you know, you want to be careful of, is this something that I want to change because other people don't like it? Or is this something that I want to change because I don't like it? Um, or it makes me uncomfortable. Right. So, um, I think as far as your, your work life and personal life, um, well, I'll say work life first. So I think that how you present yourself is it's your brand. It's, it's how you carry yourself. So, um, I think anybody would say you don't go into a job interview in sweatpants and a t-shirt and, you know, you, you haven't shaved, haven't showered or, you know, and haven't done your hair, anything like that and brush your teeth. Um, so all of these things are, that's all aesthetics. It's all how you present yourself. So all of that kind of falls into the same realm. Um, as far as your, appearance as in, you know, for, for my life, it's skin and makeup, um, that still falls under the same category. So when you're thinking of yourself as, as a brand and how you want to present yourself, you want to be taken seriously. You want other people to take you seriously. And a lot of times that comes through in, in how you present yourself. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> how about your personal, um, yeah, personal life as well? Personal life. So I would say that this is a, this is kind of a more tricky one because um, it can be a little bit of a sensitive subject for people. Um, again, it's about confidence. Mm -hmm. When do you feel your best? How do you feel your best? Um, is I don't really feel like, you know, we need to be beat to the gods every time that we go to the grocery store or anything like that. If you want to, that's your prerogative. Right. That's if that makes you feel comfortable and confident, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, to me, makeup is art. It's, it's an artistry. It's, it's, I don't see it as a way to cover up. I see it as a way of expression. And I always have, um, it's self-expression. It's to me, it's the same thing as someone, um, making a mural. It's, mm -hmm. it's a part of our art. Um, with that being said, I have had many of people, you know, sit in my chair and, um, 
say that something is making them uncomfortable, they're not feeling their best, and showing very small tips and tricks on how to, um, you know, conceal or um, whatever you want to say, just kind of doing your makeup, how that can change someone's feelings about themselves. Um, I wouldn't say that my personal makeup style is super heavy. I've I've always kind of been a, a little bit more light-handed. Um, so I think it's more about enhancement than it is about, you know, hiding. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I had one woman, um, this always sticks out to me, but one woman who was recently divorced after, you know, a, a long time being married and she was going back into the dating scene for, it had been a long time. And, um, you know, she just was like, I've been doing the same thing for years. I don't really know what to do. And, I, I just don't feel great. I want to take a, a picture from, for my, uh, for like, um, I almost said LinkedIn, um, match.com. Right. Yeah. I want to take my picture for match.com. Uh, and I, and I want to feel good. I want to, I want to feel pretty. Uh, so I, we, you know, I, I did a makeup, um, tutorial for her and, and did like a full face and then helped her take a couple pictures. And she just was glowing like her, even in the picture, you could tell she just felt so good about herself. Um, so again, for me, that's what it's about. I think that it's, it's definitely a a scale, Mm -hmm. um, and people can fall onto the other side of it and become a little obsessed. But for me, it's, it's about, how do you feel your best and, and making that light shine from within. Right. And you just answered my next question that I was going to ask that, you know, uh, uh, the way you look externally can become uh, an unhealthy obsession really quickly. Right. Um, and so is there any, anything you can do to not fall on the other end and, and just be, just be mindful of the fact that, you know, it is not, it is not everything about you. Like yes, external appearance does make a difference, but that's not who you really completely are right um how is there a way to kind of not go crazy and just (laughs) just just run them become a different person right yeah exactly (laughs) yeah you know again it's a it's a it's a sensitive subject because i i don't like to tell people um you know, how to, what to do with their own bodies. Right. Um, but I would say kind of like I touched on before, who are you doing this for? Mm-hmm. Um, what is this, what is this for? And to me, that goes back to, I think a little bit in, in the empowerment aspect of it is, um, what's your relationship like with yourself? So how do you, how do you see yourself? How do you talk to yourself? Um, what is, what did those conversations look like when you look in the mirror, when you're alone with your thoughts? Um, so for me, the start of making sure that you're in balance, um, with your appearance and, and what you're doing with your appearance, where are you, um, where are you with yourself? What's your relationship look like with yourself? Um, because, if you're not integrity, not in integrity with yourself, then of course you're going to fall onto the, onto the other side of, you know, onto the other side of that, of having it be an obsession where, you know, you can't leave the house or, um, you know, you're, you're changing everything about yourself, uh, to look like a, a whole new person. Um, and again, who are you doing this for? Mm-hmm. Does this, does this feel better to you? Do you feel better about yourself or is it now something that 
um, you know, you can't live without. So for me personally, actually this, this time in, in quarantine has been, um, a good experience for myself of checking in with myself. And, um, I've probably only, I'm a makeup wearer. I wear makeup every day. Um, and it's been a good experience to say, you know, I, I don't need this and I'm going to, I'm going to start to like separate myself from this a little bit and be more comfortable just, you know, seeing myself without it. Um, and I would say that's kind of the, that is the, the thing that you, that you want to be checking in with yourself, you know, like, um, just always come back to that, you know, where am I, how am I feeling about this? Um, so I, I think that that's, to me, that's the only way that you can really keep a balance is keeping a, a good relationship with yourself. Right. Um, so if let's say even for, for guys or, or for women, like you said, you, one of your clients, you mentioned after you did her makeup, she was feeling that glow that you, I mean, there was, it was an internal glow, um, mm -hmm. but she's not going to have you every day. Right. So what, right. what are some things that, that women and, and even guys can do, uh, that, that can help you bring that inner glow? You know, what, what are some of the things that you can do nutrition or product wise, um, that can, that can help you bring that every day? Yeah, that's a good question. So, um, first of all, I would, I always recommend people going to get, um, professional services. Um, I think it's a little bit, I think that there's men have a little bit more of a stigma against it. There's a little more shame for some reason. Um, but your skin is your foundation. Your skin is your largest organ. So, there's really no shame in trying to take care of it any more than there is trying to, you know, exercise and take care of your, your, your muscles, eating well, eating leafy greens to, you know, to get your vitamins. Like there's, to me, there's, it's not a, it's a, it can be a little bit of an indulgence, but, um, it is your largest organ. So taking care of it is not feminine. Um, so getting a good skincare routine, um, having a good like foundation with your, with your skin, um, getting professional grade treatments coming in, seeing an esthetician and getting recommendations, um, for us, you know, for a skincare regimen. And definitely, I mean, again, because your skin is your largest organ, anything that you put in is going to be reflected in your skin. Mm -hmm. Um, so things like, uh, excessive alcohol, um, it, it, caffeine really dries out your skin, like makes you very dehydrated, not drinking enough water, not getting enough, um, you know, vitamins and minerals, trying to a lot, lot of fast food or greasy foods or anything like that. All of that is going to have an effect on your skin. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, your appearance in general. Um, and, but specifically with skin, definitely making sure that you're getting treatments, you're taking care of it day to day. Cool. And, and for men, is it, so is there like a specialty, um, um, what's the word companies out there or, or is it just, you can go to any, any esthetician and they'll be able, able to help men or women? Yeah. Any esthetician should be able to work on, you know, male skin. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a, I think that there's a, there's an idea that men have different skin. Um, and they don't, it tends, the only real difference is that men's skin tends to be thicker. Mm -hmm. Um, so w women's skin tends to be just a little bit thinner. Um, 
And so that's kind of the only difference is that you may have more needs for exfoliation. Um, but anybody, there's no real <laughs> kind of any skincare that's geared towards men is um, marketing. Right. It's it's not necessarily like you still need the same things for your skin that I need for my skin. I also found that it's actually really harsh. Like for me, so I tried some um, uh, a face wash thing that was just for men and, I, and it started burning. And it, it yeah. felt like it was not really, it wasn't healthy for, for like for anybody to try. Um, yeah. So it's definitely, I feel like it's, um, you know, I, my, my grandfather, he has this story about like the way he grew up like they would use uh the the bar of soap that you would wash your clothes with they would just use that to wash his hair and he still <laughs> has his hair like to, to this day he has thick head of hair uh so it's like it, it makes you wonder like how much of a marketing scheme do you want to actually fall into right um, yeah yeah well i wouldn't recommend that <laughs> but <laughs> um the other the other thing too is that um typically so I work at a at a medical spa that caters to deeper skin tones. So we specialize in what's called Fitzpatrick. There's a Fitzpatrick scale, mm -hmm. um, which is widely used within aesthetics. Um, and it basically categorizes different skin types. Um, usually when we say skin types, we think of like oily, dry, acneic, things like that. But for um, this purpose, we say skin types as far as skin tones, so mm -hmm. skin colors. Um, and... Typically, Fitzpatrick's fours, fives, and sixes, which would be deeper skin tones, have more sensitivities. Um, a lot of times people think it would be the opposite for whatever reason. Um, but so that is something that you do want to be careful of if you if you do have deeper skin, that um, a lot of strong... Um, ingredients or strong products can cause adverse reactions and sensitivities to the skin. Um, so that, that is actually, I'm, I'm glad that you touched on that because it is, um, it is something that not a lot of people think about, but mm -hmm. it, it does have an effect. And that, that's also because being Indian, especially I, I grew up uh, in India and, and there's this product, I don't know if you've heard of it before, it's called Fair and Lovely. So it's basically okay. um, geared towards making your skin fairer. Uh, lighter. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so, I mean, there's a whole, there's a whole movement in the Indian community right now to kind of get away from that kind of mindset. But uh, that's really, I, I feel like it's also really important to find um, companies and products that actually do take that into, 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 in, in factor and kind of, exactly. Uh, and, and make sure that there's not just one product that fits all. It's everybody's different. And just like your muscles are different and might need different nutrition, your skin also needs different nutrition. And different care. Exactly. Yeah. And and a big thing that I do want to touch on too is that um, everyone's skin is different. Everybody's skin's needs are different. Um, so just like you said, different people need different things in their diet. Different people need different things for their skin. So I think that in the in the Instagram culture, in the Pinterest culture of you know you you see a lot of reviews or anything like that. Keep in mind that everyone's skin is different. What will work for one person will not necessarily work for another person. Cool. Um, yeah, and and then lastly, you, you you mentioned Instagram and the whole social media culture. Is there is there anything that you would like to share that people need to stay away from? Like definitely the way uh, these personal brands, uh, these influencers present themselves, it's not always accurate. Like I'm not saying they're all dishonest. I'm just saying it's it's should be taken with a with a grain of salt. 
Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's, it's tough because, um, anybody can be famous on Instagram. Um, anybody can have a voice on Instagram, which is something I kind of like about it. Um, I think that it can be very empowering and, and I actually think that Instagram can be super unifying. Um, especially for, you know, I think about when I was growing up of, you know, when you're young and you just feel so like, you know, alone in the world. So I do think that it's created a platform for people to connect in a, in a really important way. But like you said, anybody can say that they're anything, um, and an authority on anything. Uh, so I would say, you know, read reviews. Um, don't, even though you have maybe someone that you love, that is a, is a beauty blogger or a reviewer, anything like that. Um, cross-reference, you know, like do, do some of your own research. Um, and maybe find someone who actually has a license, you know, to, to practice what they're, what they're, um, talking about. Cause we do, we do go to school for it. Um, and then we also practice on people. We see how things react with people and, mm-hmm. um, we hear hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different stories on what products work, what products don't. Um, so I don't want to, I don't want to speak badly about about, you know, anybody out there. Um, but I do think that there, there is something to be said for people who, who specialize and go to school for a specific Mm -hmm. thing. Um, so if you have the ability to actually see an esthetician, um, I would recommend that over, you know, taking, taking something off Instagram. Um, or even if you, you know, like I, I sometimes will take DMS from people and have them, you know, of course I always would rather see somebody's skin in person. Right. Um, cause a lot of people I've also found a lot of people think that their skin is one way and then I see it and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> actually. <laughs> um, but you know, I think that you can always ask for recommendations from people, um, even off Instagram. Awesome. So before I let you go, uh, if anybody wants to do to hire your services, if anybody wants to follow you on Instagram, if anybody wants to follow you on any kind of social media channels, what's the best way to to follow you, get in touch with you, um, and work with you? So my Instagram is face by tiny underscore trace. Um, and I'm mostly on Instagram. I would say that's pretty much my biggest platform. Um, and I work at Urban Skin Solutions in the university area. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you'd like to come in for either a consultation or if you'd like to come in for a certain, typically we always recommend people coming in for a consultation first. Um, but if you'd like to special request for me, um, I go by Pixie at Urban Skin Solutions. So ask for Pixie. It's you easy to remember. Name there, yeah. Exactly. Um, we had a, when I started, we had a Gracie, a Stacy and a Tracy. So it was like, somebody has to go by a nickname. So, um, and apparently everybody called me Pixie before I started. So I was like, you know what? I kind of like that. Um, so yeah, Urban Skin Solutions. Um, and my work name is Pixie. And then if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's just face by tiny underscore trace. Cool. Uh, thank you for taking the time out to, to speak with us today. And, uh, Good luck with with everything that's going on right now. Stay safe and uh, wash your hands. Yes, thank you. Good (laughs) advice for always. Right, exactly. (laughs) Thank you guys uh, for listening in and we will see you next time or we we will talk to you next time. All right, thank you. 
Well, that is it for today's episode of Level Up with Yash. If you'd like to follow along on all the behind the scenes action, you can follow me on Instagram at yashyog, Y-A-S-H-Y-O-G. Or if you'd like to follow my design and media production work, you can follow me at Mystery Projects on Instagram, M-I-S-T-R-Y Projects. Or you can visit my portfolio site, which is mysteryprojects.com, M-I-S-T-R-Y Projects.com. Yeah, thank you for listening in again. Have an awesome rest of your day. And you will hear from us again next week with a brand new guest. Thank you.